0: heard of World Embroidery Day. I have to say that I've only recently begun to take notice of this celebration about three or four years ago, yet it's been around since 2011. That's roughly 12 years and was set up in Sweden by one of the Swedish Embroiderers Guilds. So what was their rationale? Well, I have to say they were pretty organized, writing a manifesto a policy of statement encompassing their vision about embroidery to help aid peace, freedom and equality. Now, that alone is admirable, but it's also provided a platform for hobbyists, professionals or those simply interested in the art of embroidery to share their knowledge and skills while at the same time raising an awareness surrounding this amazing ancient craft. Why is it amazing? Well, I've just watched a video celebrating World Embroidery Day 2023 that I think that I'll talk about a little more fully later. But a couple of things that stood out for me was that most of the people featured were either inspired by someone else's work, wanted an outlet for their own creativity, wanted to try a new technique, wanted to develop a new skill or he used embroidery to help them through illness. And many of them, surprise, surprise, were new to embroidery. One, an 83 year old woman from England. Now that's pretty impressive. Age, gender and where we live in the world are no barriers to the wonderful world of embroidery. But here in Australia, I believe celebrating World Embroidery Day on July 30 is finally beginning to gain some traction. Now, this isn't about how good you are or about stitching tiny, perfect little stitches or how neat all the threads are on the back of your work. It's about getting together with other like minded people or organizing a public event where people can come and stitch or simply just taking some quiet time to commune with a needle and thread. And that's fantastic. But does their manifesto go far enough? Does it detail and promote inclusion, identity, history, the cross-pollination of techniques, as well as promoting the health benefits using a needle and thread to uh, to create can offer? So, Stitch Safari listeners, this episode will be devoted to the exploration of their manifesto as it stands now, along with a few other interesting tidbits such as the video I was talking about and some suggestions for how to honour and celebrate World Embroidery Day. Now, a a manifesto is a public declaration, a document listing its policy and aims, as well as detailing its objectives, and this one makes for some very interesting reading. I commend the people who set up a celebration for World Embroidery Day because it fosters a positive, lively community of support and collaboration with a spirit of a willingness to share knowledge and to help embroidery grow and evolve as a stand-alone art form. And I believe it needs our support. We need to reflect on the beauty and craftsmanship embroidery offers, but also recognize it as a tool of empowerment, innovation, identity, and even succor in times of need. So let's jump straight in. Hello and welcome to the Stitch Safari Podcast, a sprightly and upbeat expedition into the alluringly appealing, ambrosial world of stitch history, art and embroidery. Each fortnight we'll trek through and discover the utilitarian, the decorative, the quirky and the just plain fun world that is the art of the needle. My name's Cathy Jack Copeland and I'm the Stitch Safari Expedition Leader. I'm an Australian textile artist, teacher, judge, blogger and stitch enthusiast whose work in contemporary machine stitch became my business. World Embroidery Day is now a worldwide event celebrated each year on July 30. And it really is serious stuff when there's an accompanying manifesto written in five languages offering simple guidelines. And I thought it would be a good idea to go through each and every point in their manifesto and analyse them a little more fully. So here we go. Point one. Textiles reflect our world. Embroideries can show the expressions of our time. Embroidery and textiles can focus on the social injustices between countries. So, yes, embroideries and textiles are a reflection of time and place, but they also reflect a very ancient and dedicated history that just longs for further research and introspection. New discoveries are constantly being made and as they surface, new technologies aid in better ways of interpreting their construction, purpose and place in the lives of those who owned them. When it comes to the social injustices between countries, I interpret that as the social injustices consistent all over the world. Point two. By the means of embroidery, we can draw attention to the necessity of engaging in the force of textiles in global trade and with it in world peace. Textiles is a power and let us use embroidery as an inspiration for people to engage in creativity that leads to a better understanding between countries and between people. I often talk about the powerful link between textiles, embroidery and trade, similar to the spice trade, offering employment and income to many. But let's not forget that those uh, many of those were also often exploited. Embroidery and textiles offer unlimited inspiration and creative engagement for so many and many exhibitions and fashion shows now travel worldwide, building ever more energy and interpretation. And I think the more we learn and understand about the history of textiles and embroidery in other countries, the more we come to appreciate creative innovation and cultural interpretation. Point three. To embroider is a peaceful occupation. It can be traditional, made from a common remembrance, drawn designs from a pattern or from your own imagination. You embroider for joy, beauty, decoration and for the creation of identity. And yes, embroidery is the embodiment of a peaceful occupation. Uh, And it does also offer identity. But For others, it also offers a connection or a similarity of identity, and that can be supportive and encompassing too, especially those who feel marginalised and alone. Point four, stitches can be decorative, beautiful, comforting, repeating, healing, telling, pleasurable, rebellious, caressing and perfect. But most of all, embroidery is a voice. It may be considered art, a hobby, a vehicle for protest, simply a pleasure to be worked with in a group of friends or just sitting alone. And those stitches do heal, tell a story, or offer a fascinating topic for research, learning, teaching and writing. Point five. People embroider out of joy as a hobby, professionally, professionally, the bare necessities of life and as an act of freedom. You can embroider together with others or in a meditative solicitude. So true, but let's not forget that a number of people look to embroidery for the health benefits of being able to turn off from the chat and chatter of everyday life, enabling us the time to breathe, reflect and monitor our own well-being. I've often spoken about the well-researched benefits of working embroidery for strengthening fine motor skills after injury and the repetitiveness of emotion that soothes the mind. Point six, we want to acknowledge embroidery as an act of free creativity which can lead to free creative thoughts and ideas. We want to tie our embroidery threads from the privileged Northern Hemisphere together with stitches that are sewn by embroidering sisters and brothers all over the world. Well, creativity and innovation are the hallmarks behind a resurgence in the love for embroidery or slow stitching, but the stitches remain the same and people are much more willing to employ new materials and tools to enable that artistic freedom. And embroidery does link people from all around the world. Language isn't necessary, just a needle and thread. Point seven, we want to be part of a joyful, creative peace movement. And while embroidery is a peaceful occupation that can promote peace between nations and people, it can also be used as a very powerful tool of protest, whether political, citing social injustices or raising awareness uh, on such topics such as uh, environmental concerns. Point eight. The initiative came from a local group Uh, of Swedish Embroider, of the Swedish Embroiderers Guild, I'm sorry, there's no way I can pronounce that name. The first World Embroidery Day took place in Vismalov on the 30th of July 2011, where they felt the importance of embroidery must be made known for World Embroidery Day to spread around the world. They wanted to make the 30th of July a day filled with creativity for the sake of peace, peace, freedom and equality. And all in all, I think their manifesto has done a fairly good job. But what this one day of celebration has done to promote World Embroidery Day is of far greater importance. It's about the people who embroider, and each of their stories is of value. So I was led to investigate just what was being posted on social media for this latest 2023 World Embroidery Day. And one of the best things I found was an absolutely fantastic video posted on YouTube on the Sarah Homfrey Embroidery Channel. Sarah offers her 128,000 subscribers high quality hand embroidery video tutorials on gold work, cruel work, silk shading and black work suitable for beginners and experienced stitches alike. But what Sarah has also offered was a wonderful World Embroidery Day 2023 celebration that truly embraced the diversity creativity and dedication of embroiderers worldwide. She gave them a forum to share a short video of their work, compiling them into an hour long video. And it's worth watching. In fact, I think it's amazing. Sarah offered a forum for embroiderers to share a short video of techniques that they had learnt on her channel and used in her work uh, sorry in their work and embroiderers from Australia America the United Kingdom the Netherlands Serbia South Africa Germany Chile Canada Japan and Brittany submitted a variety of highly interest, interesting work and would you believe the first person was an Australian embroiderer whom I know. What came across powerfully to me was a need for inspiration, creativity, along with a need to learn and develop new skills. Men, women, young or old, it didn't matter. It was all about the enjoyment of stitching and you could see it on each and every face. Yet a number of uh, these people were new to embroidery and one was the 83 year old woman from England I mentioned earlier who embroidered memories of her family during World War II and her work was simply amazing telling utterly spellbinding stories of her wartime recollections and the embroidery was just beautiful so it didn't matter if you were experienced or not every one of those videos uh, video submissions was prompted by a love of learning and embroidery and sharing their stories and the work included stitch books calendars quilts and dimensional embroideries worked from kits or their own designs. A number utilised recycled kits, repurposed secondhand embroideries or old books to help them learn and work. And the number of techniques was monumental including hardanger, rib- ribbon embroidery, tapestry, cross stitch, cruel work, white work, needlepoint, stump work, applique, canvas work and surface stitchery lettering, samplers, stories, flowers, animals and most of all memories abounded and it was an amazing response to a simple call to action. People want an audience whether they work alone or in groups and Sarah has touched on that and it's making me think. Watch this space for further information. So heartfelt congratulations to uh, Swedish embroiderers who first had the idea to celebrate World Embroidery Day and who took the time to write a manifesto in five languages to help promote their aims. Also a huge salute to all the people who organized World Embroidery Day activities, especially Sarah Homfrey and her World Embroidery 2023 video Would you be interested in organising an event for World Embroidery Day 2024? Well, here are some great ideas. Hold a mini craft sale. Promote recycling and repurposing. Organise a craft party. Teach someone to embroider. Learn a new stitch yourself. Begin a stitch journal with pages sampling different techniques. Buy an embroidery book. I do. (laughs) Book into a workshop. Design a free pattern and post on your social media platforms for all to use. Give a talk about embroidery. Offer a presentation on embroidery. You could use historical, contemporary or innovative work or just simply on a technique, tradition or cultural usage. Embroidery just keeps proving it's worth over and over again, and it's so easily accommodated. It's relatively inexpensive, transportable, crosses all borders and boundaries, and is just plain good for you. Here's to World Embroidery Day 2024. So let's begin planning now. As always, thank you so much for your time. I love having you here and it's truly appreciated. Tell your friends to tune in and subscribe and let's make 2023 the best year ever. Stitch Safari has now reached over 15,000 downloads and that's all thanks to you. It's also been mentioned as one of the 20 best embroidery podcasts of 2021 by Warp Magazine, listed as one of the top shows about embroidery by Repod in 2022, recorded in the top five textile industry podcasts you must follow in 2023 by FeedSpot, and listed globally in the top 10% by Listen Notes. And I'm extremely grateful. Please leave a message and subscribe to the Stitch Safari podcast because there's just so much more to discover and it's all so fascinating. I do post interesting tidbits on Instagram and Facebook from time to time, as well as book reviews and a blog on the Stitch Safari website. So do head on over. Till the next exciting episode of Stitch Safari and our next inspiring adventure into stitch, embroidery and design. Bye for now.